This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Thursday the 16th of September 2021. And Norman, vaccine targets are dropping like flies in the best possible way. Well, they're ticking off like flies really, aren't they? I don't know if you want, if, it depends if whether you're the fly in this analogy or whether you're a person that doesn't like flies. Either way, it's good news. Yesterday, New South Wales hit the 80% 16-plus target for first doses of vaccine, which was a real milestone for them. In Victoria, they're getting very close to having 70% of first doses done. ACT is at 75, nearly 76% first doses. And nationally, we're, we're getting close to that 70% mark as well. So, of course, we're talking about first doses here, not people who, who are being fully covered. But it is good news, right? Like, it's not just Tegan the Optimist looking for silver linings, is it? This is this is a good step for Australia to be reaching, right? Oh, it's fantastic. And it sets the pace for the rest of the country. ACT is doing really well, as is New South Wales. Victoria is coming along and, and catching up. And there are some suburbs in Sydney where they're reaching 90% of the first dose. I mean, that is truly amazing. That's the sort of coverage you need, even though it's 16 plus, and hopefully they'll get to 12 plus, where things can really open up. That's where you get a significant chance of herd immunity with this virus. So it really is going incredibly well. Just a sombre note with this, that our First Nations peoples and their communities are not doing so well in terms of being given the vaccine. New South Wales and the ACT are also ahead with with Indigenous communities, but WA and Victoria are doing badly with Indigenous communities, as is South Australia and Queensland. We've got to watch that that average... We don't forget that it hides other statistics within it, but it is great news, fantastic news. And what it means is, and this is the key here, is that we've gone for a first dose strategy. We've gone to get doses into arms as quickly as possible. And it means that you get to second doses very quickly. So you've got, we're going to get to 70% in New South Wales and ACT between the 8th and the 11th of October. And then it's only a week or two before they will reach 80% because of the rapidity of getting the second doses into people. And um, so by the third week in October, you're going to be at 80% average coverage in both the ACT and New South Wales. Northern Territory is only a week behind that. Victoria's nearly a month behind that, but they've got the capacity to speed up. So it's, it's, it's great. And nobody's later than the beginning of the second week of December in terms of getting to 80%. So the Christmas deadline is approaching. And if we keep on upping the rate of immunisation each day, we'll hit those targets even earlier. Yeah, if you're not one of the Australians that has had a first dose yet, then book it. And if you've got your second, if you've had your first dose, then make sure you book and keep that booking for your second dose so that we can get to those targets. And is it maybe part of the reason why we are st- starting to see the curve in New South Wales Bending might be a bit too strong, but it definitely looks like it's flattening out at least. It doesn't seem to be growing at at an exponential rate, so it's flattening. For 7.30, a couple of nights ago, I I spoke to Mark Stuve of the Burnett Institute, and he doesn't actually believe that there's enough vaccination, even at that first dose of 80%, for that to be bending the curve, that the significant contribution here is social distancing, public health and social measures, and particularly the severity of the lockdown in the 12 LGAs. Even though that's not a perfect strategy, you are getting leaks into other suburbs, which is a warning and a problem, but the, the bending of the curve towards flat 
has been because of the austerity of the lockdown in those suburbs. It's been really tough on the people in those in those suburbs. And there's a lot of resentment as well because they see people in other parts of Sydney looking as though they're living a, a slightly more relaxed life. It has taken a really long time, though. I think it's three months today since the taxi the original limousine driver in the eastern suburbs, that case was announced. How, how can it be that it's the social distancing finally doing the job when it's been in place for such a long time? Well, it's a blunt tool when you've got virus circulating in the community and you've got to pull the virus out and stop it spreading. And remember, looseness with lockdown on a given occasion or a super spreading event, if you, when you notice it, it's actually already happened and it's happened a few days before. Uh, the effect of lockdown um, happens a few days after. And you've got chains of transmission which need to be interrupted. And as you get over maybe 50, 100 cases a day, contact tracing becomes less efficient. So you are not pinning down the uh, chains of transmission as well as you did at when you've only got 5 or 10 cases a day. And that's the problem. And that's why it's taken so long. And it's it's why we won't get back down to lower levels. We might hit... In New South Wales, seventy uh, percent in early October, in early October, with a thousand cases a day, or maybe even still twelve hundred cases a day. But at least it's not going up. And Victoria, hopefully, will will be flattening at that point, uh, pretty close to that point as well. Although we're not yet convinced that that's what's happening in Victoria yet, but it will. And you know, our thoughts are with everybody in Victoria. They are doing it so tough. There are only 365 days in a year and a horrible proportion of those 365 days have been spent in lockdown and it's really, really tough. Yeah, like you say, it's a, it's a blunt instrument and it, it has a toll. And you've been looking at a study from the Australian National University. Yeah, exactly. This study came out today and it's been looking at comparative rates of basically mental health in Australians between April this year when we, I think we sort of maybe thought that we were coming out the other side of it in April this year. I mean, unsurprisingly, there has been increases in worry, anxiety, the fear that people are going to catch COVID and just general life satisfaction. Um, life satisfaction has gone down from from April till August, similar to the low rates of life satisfaction that we saw at the peak of the first wave in Australia in April 2020. And one of the groups of people that seem to seem to be carrying the brunt a lot is people who are caring for others, especially employed women. So these people who are really carrying the load of trying to maintain employment, probably working from home or not, and then also caring for people as well. So the other thing that I thought was a really interesting thing in light of some of the discussions we've had earlier on this podcast um, in the last few months, Norman, is that the confidence in the government has also declined in recent months. And we know that one of the things that really helps people comply with public health orders and um, take advice from their government is trust. So the fact that there's that confidence is declining as well, hopefully won't have an effect on people's ability to comply with public health measures, but it could. Yeah, we, we do need that trust moving forward because we've just got to get vaccines in arms. You've got to trust that that's going to help and it will help. It will lower the hospitalisation, severe disease, ICU admissions, deaths. As we get to that 90% coverage, it will start to really make a difference to the amount of virus in the community, even with Delta. And a question from Joanne about vaccine coverage. You've said, Norman, that you wouldn't go back to the gym at 70% fully vaccinated. Our listeners love hearing about you being in the gym or not in the gym. I don't know what that's all about. Joanne's asking, but what are the chances of someone taking the virus into a gym or club, pub or restaurant if only the fully vaccinated are the ones that are allowed to go in? So the vaccines will prevent 
severe disease to the extent of about 80 or 90 percent. So that's the, re- the risk reduction. The question is, how, how much do they prevent infection itself? It's not entirely clear with Delta, but it looks as if it's about 40 or 50 percent. So if you've had the vaccine, you're roughly half as likely to be infected. But you're also 50 percent chance that you can get infected. And when you are, you get infected to pretty much the same extent as anybody else, even though you don't get the symptoms or the severe disease. So that means you can carry the virus. So you can carry the virus into a gym or an enclosed space and you can pass it to others. And even though they're um, fully immunized, they would have a 50% chance of picking up themselves if, if the circumstances are right. And then they can take it out and they can take it home and pass it to unimmunized people at home, maybe younger people and or other people in the community. So you can be spreaders. And that's the problem. And so you can go in fully immunized, uninfected, come out infected, and unbeknownst to you, through no fault of yours, pass it on to other people, and you get the virus circulating in the community amongst the unvaccinated. And remember, at 70%, 40-odd percent of people, because it's 70% of people over 16, that's 56% of the population, 44% of the population are either only partially vaccinated or totally unprotected. And you, you can spread to them. And that's why the thresholds for vaccination are just so high. Yeah, I mean the the, the good news in when they start opening up in New, when they start opening up in New South Wales is that it's on a trajectory. When they open at seventy percent, it's going to be a very short space of time before they're at eighty percent. So it's still going up, and if people are really careful, it could be okay. But the risks are there. That's all we've got time for on today's Coronacast. Your questions, your comments, abc.net.au/coronacast. See you tomorrow. See you then. <laughs> 